nations are represented here with people professing almost every religion under the sun Buddhism, Islam, Christianity, Confucianism, Hinduism, Jainism, Sikhism, Zoroastrianism, Shintoism and others almost every political faith we encounter here democracy, monarchism, theocracy with innumerable variants. Hello and welcome to Glass Eye, a podcast on visual culture from South Asia, hosted by three visual artists, Adhira Thikuvetil, Akshay Mahajan, and myself, Kamna Patel. This podcast has been made possible by the generous support of Photo South Asia and by Art South Asia Projects' publications grant. In today's episode, or mini-sode as Adhira calls it, we're looking a little further east, particularly to Indonesia. So in 2022, Akshay and I participated in the third edition of the Jakarta International Photo Festival, or JIPFest as it's known to many. Um, This edition was curated by a team of three, Asep Topan, Ayos Purwauji and Swanti. And the festival took place across four venues in Block M in South Jakarta. The festival's theme was called Revival, referring to the revival of culture and preservation of histories that are otherwise erased by, and I quote, colonialism, modernism, and cultural oppression. Akshay's work, People of Clay, was part of the exhibition at Soup and Film, one of the venues of the festival. And I was honored to have Dori be a part of the photo book exhibition at Kala di Kalijaga, where Akshay and I also contributed a small selection of books from India curated from the Jojo Library collection. We'll include a link in the description to both People of Clay and to Dori if you're interested in learning a little more about these projects. Kala, for short, uh, became the meeting point for the festival goers at the end of the day and was also where the workshops were held. The best thing about being at the festival, or any festival for that matter, is the friends we made, the work we discovered and the ideas we ended up sharing. I was a photographer in Delhi, I was working there and I got very depressed by the scene. I just felt very, in a very strange place, so I left. And then I went like underground for a little bit and I was quite depressed. Like, I don't know, I don't know who I am and why I'm a photographer and this, that, the other. And then, like a light bulb, I thought, you know, you, uh-huh. you are a photographer because you like to make meaningful connections with people. And, uh, and I think meaningful connections is a good thing because. Um, what else are we on this planet for? Is like meeting people and having, getting a like a, a for the briefest of moment, having a real connection, mm-hmm. exchange, a conversation, and that gives gives at least me happiness. And I think it gives a lot of people happiness. So we call people like us uh, Nokia, connecting people. <laughs> <laughs> That was Eka Nick Matulhuda, one of the photographers we got to know and to speak with during our time at Jipfest. The other photographer we had a chance to meet with and to talk to was Arif Furkan, and today's episode will be about Arif's work at Jipfest and his ongoing project called Unhistoried. Over to you, Akshay. 
So we are here at Kala, which is one of the venues of Jif Fest, and uh, we are with Farkan, who is a man who wears many hats. He is a photographer, a lecturer, uh, an archivist. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of Brick Glass Eye Podcast. I'm excited today as we are embarking on an artistic deep dive into the transformative history of Indonesia, preparing the grounds for what hopes to be a captivating conversation with Arif Furkan. We had the pleasure of visiting Arif, who is a photographer, artist and curator at his 2022 exhibition, Family to Nation, held at the amazing Jakarta International Photo Festival. The showcase presents untold narratives of Indonesian history Capture to the intimate lens of family albums. But before we jump into our conversation, let's set the scene for those who might be a little unfamiliar with Indonesian history. Envision Indonesia, emerging from the ashes of Dutch colonial rule in 1945, a nation imbued with hope, yet facing immense challenges. President Sukarno, emblematic of unity and foresight, navigates the nation through a complex web of political ideologies. Practically every economic doctrine has its representative in this hall. Marhainism, socialism, capitalism, communism, in all their manifold variations and combinations. But, again, what harm is in diversity when there is unity in desire? However, this period of optimism is short-lived. The mid-1960s, brought upheaval, a coup by General Suharto, covertly backed by the U.S., ushered in a new order era, a time marked by authoritarian governance, political violence, and significant societal transformation. In Arif's exhibition, we are invited to witness a world through family snapshots, images that palpably capture societal change. The project transcends conventional photography. It's an insightful view into the unspoken. We're guided to read between the lines of the idealized family portrait set against the backdrop of authoritarianism, all underscored by the unsettlingly sweet jingles of a progress promised on the hidden backs of violence and forced labor. This story weaves ambition with disruption, narrating a nation's pursuit of balance. Orphaned images salvaged from flea markets and forgotten corners. These straightforward yet profound pictures, along with dossiers of documents, cut through the complexities, offering us a nuanced window into this pivotal era. Now let's turn our attention to Arif as he leads us through this exhibition. Uh, yes, you know, my name is Arif Furkan. Uh, people call me Furkan. And I'm actually um, not really a lecturer right now, but more to a teacher for English literature. And I've been enthusiastic in photography since I was a kid because, like, photography is something that our family couldn't really afford at the time. So that would me that would be my personal motivation of. Uh, you know, collecting this archive because my family doesn't really have that kind of thing. And I'm really 
because also I live in the era of regime transition between new order and reformation order. So that's why I feel uh, I live in the period of change of the regime. Like there is a certain policy which is changed uh, in the previous order to the to the reformation order, and then I feel that because of the long reign of the new order era, so they uh, kind of obscured the history writing because of the propaganda. They really, you know, put control to every aspect of citizens' lives. So it is not only affecting the history itself, but also people's belief. Uh, they are getting brainwashed by the media, by the propaganda and everything. And in this very project, I actually want to question what the regime, the new order regime, has, uh, you know, self-claimed themselves as the, as the regime of development, uh, which the president at that time also self-proclaimed himself as the father of development of this country. So I like to question that because uh, in the family photograph that, that I collected in the unhistoried, so we found a lot of photographs dealing with the uh, development, like national development. It is not only shown in the national media, but it is also recorded, like penetrated into the very private lives of the people. So. But then, uh, taking a look at this archive, it kind of gave me uh, what is it, a chance to, uh, to reinterpret the history because the photograph is not as perfect as what the media used to uh, you know, uh, broadcast, but there are a lot of things that we can uh, you know, dig up into because uh, I call this as a, as a record which is more innocent rather than, the, rather than those made by the media. So I try to take a look at the photograph, which uh, you know give me a chance of hacking the, na the narrative of the national development itself. So these are imperfect photographs. They're not beautiful, actually. Like it is done in a poor technical because uh, it is done vernacular by ordinarily not photographers. Uh, but yeah, it gives us a chance to reinterpret the history because uh, from the record we can see that. The national development is not always okay. It's not always good as how the government uh, tell to the public. So the exhibition is a, uh, is in form of a guest room, which is simulating the most possible place of uh, public to access this uh, very private narratives, uh, this very private document. Because in Indonesia, when you are invited to someone's home, uh, Indonesian usually put the photographs in the album, which is put on the table or just under the table. So like, yeah, this is like simulating the most possible place to, to take a look at the photograph. The, the photo album and the, the kind of practice of when you go to someone's house, it's very similar in India as well, that the first thing they show you is this photo album of uh, of family photographs, usually weddings and uh, special instances, holidays and portraits that have gone to a photo studio. It's the idealized family which has been projected uh, and that your exhibition uses that as a tool. Uh, how do you subvert or change that narrative in the exhibition? 
So uh, there are several spots on my exhibition. At first, you will uh, you will encounter uh, a guest room, like you will see like or uh, like a common photograph shown by Indonesian, like a photograph where they have a family picture together, or maybe a photograph of their profession, and uh, maybe travel. And also, I also display the most common photograph of a family, which is wedding, and also father, mother, and also their kids. But that would be like a general a general overview of the of the guest room. But then if you go on to the working desk, so there will be a binder which is compiled from uh, family photographs and also documents, which is actually um, telling a story about how uh, the Indonesian development of the, of the New Order era is actually built on some blood or even a tragedy itself. So. Uh, I kind of, so actually in the binder, I put some, not only family photograph, but also, but also document, which actually uh, try to uh, show about a personal narrative about the 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 Indonesian tragedy, the, the, the biggest tragedy of our history, like the 65 killings, but that will be a very short of it. And I try to... Uh, you know, illustrate the tragedy using the family photograph. So, like, I, I'm using the family photograph as a tool to re-illustrate the tragedy. And after that, not only that, but also I have a documents uh, on the, what is it, a kind of competition between military personnel and uh, someone who is working in an oil company. So, because the new order regime is very militaristic, so those who are in the military have power to do everything. So even if accusing someone of getting involved in the Communist Party. So I try to show the document again to the uh, to the to, to today's generation to show that this is what is wrong with this with this government, with this with the era, with the regime. And also not only that, um, I'm also showing like how uh, Indonesian uh, intellectual who was sent to the Russia in the uh, like in the early 60s could not go back to Indonesia because of the political views. So that would be some some consequences of uh, being in Indonesia at, at that time. And you also have this video, which is a slideshow of images from these archives, which you've put to a soundtrack that is quite eerie. using the television because uh, actually in the new era television is the is the medium is the main medium that is used to brainwash people so to to tell them that national development is good all good and then uh, one of the song that I put and compiled together with the family photograph is actually song from the uh, from the military department it is called uh, Abri Masuk Desa, which is in English translation, would be like the armed force 
going to the village. So that would be uh, at first listening to it, it's like uh, what 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 is what uh, what is the business between the military armed force with the village? So actually, that that is the government control. Uh, government effort to control the civilians in the very remote part of Indonesia. So, yeah, the uh, military involvement on villages, it is like, you know, making an image that the military personnel is helping the villagers. But, uh, beside that, what I put, uh, I changed the visual from the original uh, video clip to the family photographs to show that um, it is not always that okay because the military personnel is just happened to be there just standing while watching the civilians work hard for the national development and then if you take a look at the picture it will be a kind of a colonial photograph where the where the guy with the uniform will be standing and the ordinary civilian will work on the road so that is you know what i call as a hacking narrative so this innocent photographs this more innocent photographs is a powerful medium to um, to re-experience and also to reinterpret about uh, to reinterpret about uh, what is really happening with the uh, with the history at the time. And the last question to someone who is not a uh, as studied a his, um, student of Indonesian history, how would you uh, talk? You know, describe things like the new order and let's say transmigration, which is also a team that you have or transmigration and and what followed in the Reformation or maybe even earlier in the Panchil, for example, that is shot. Mm, actually, uh, that would be uh, my main focus when it's uh, coming to the exhibition is because I like my work to be, uh, to have many layers of under, uh, of interpretation, of understanding. So I see that people who are, who don't really care about the history will just like, you know, uh, enjoying the song and not opening the binder archive that I put. But, but then the powerful, the punching line is maybe from the television, like, you know, putting those just opposition between the cheerful song and the, uh, what is it like? The underlying violence. Yeah. And also, uh, I have I put like six photographs uh, to put it on the grid, so that would be becomes the summary of uh, Indonesian family during the New Order era. So they do like a formality, like only celebration, uh, eating together. So this is shaking what is shown, hands. yeah, shaking hands. So this is like what is shown by the uh, by the photograph like the the formal imagery well uh, there is something wrong behind that so i think that would be the point where you start to questioning yourself whether is is it really okay uh, to end uh, to end the conversation thank you firstly for for talking to us it's a uh, seem like a very difficult topic and i understand these kind of histories are usually full of trauma and people try to hide them or in places like Asia, Indonesia and India included. Uh, these are usually not talked about in bed. People prefer to forget them. Uh, where can people who are interested in looking at this project look at it? And what modes of distribution are you thinking of for future you know, iterations of this project? Oh, okay. So, um, 
I'm, I'm actually consider this project is like as a preliminary project, which I just like, you know, making a generalization or general overview of uh, the focus of the archive. But then if I, I could really uh, divide those issues, for example, like I have photograph with uh, uh, women, maybe travel, transmigration, we can always work on that to become one one big project. So there's still a long way to work with this and we still have thousands of collection to work on. So yeah, this is just a preliminary project, just opening, just like uh, if it is a book, this is just introduction. And my friends say that this is only a trailer of a movie. So there will be more details, more and you have focus. a website as well? Yeah. So, um, uh, we are actually still working on the website because, you know, it is just two of us, me and Reza, taking care of Unhistoried, and we are now managing a website, www.unhistoried.com, where we uh, upload, like, article and uh, selection of archive to highlight, and, yeah, basically, feel free to access it. <laughs> You're on Instagram, is it? Yeah, on Instagram, but... Uh, you know, because we are not really good in the social media, so maybe website is a better choice to put our collection archive. And actually, uh, one of the things that I would like to say to, uh, to to the people, to wide audience, to the wider audience, is that uh, we consider an historic as a, as a bank of data, and we are open to collaboration. And we we receive so many image donations lately, but we realize. Uh, our limitation um, and then when we receive a donation we just ask the donator to work something together with us so it will not be only our work so they are also involved in the project and it will give us like a more you know like more intimate approach to the project rather than we just work on the project itself so there you have it a glimpse into rf's collaborative community project that investigates and preserves alternative histories from a time of political upheaval in Indonesia by examining family archives. Speaking of community, I'd like to take this opportunity to shout out to the Vernacular Social Club, started by my favorite Jean-Marie Donat of the wonderfully playful publishing house Editions Innocence. Their recently launched podcast is called The Photo Vault, hosted by the one and only Lucas Burke of Fraglic Publishing. The podcast explores vernacular photography, archives, and publishing. So if that's your thing, definitely check it out. And if you want to read some of their books, you'll find a few titles from both publishers at the Jojo Library in Mumbai. The library is free to use and open by appointment. As always, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, your ratings will also help us immensely. And feel free to write us with any suggestions, comments, or feedback that you may have on the podcast. You're listening to Glass Eye, a podcast on visual culture from South Asia, supported by Photo South Asia and Art South Asia Project, and produced by Editions Jojo. Don't forget to follow us at Glass Eye Podcast on Instagram. See you in the next one. It's when I leave the city that I realize how things in our country would seem different to you. Our country is spread over an area as large as yours, but it's broken up into 3,000 pieces. Java, Sumatra, Borneo, the Celebes, the Moluccas, New Guinea, 3,000 islands. You can imagine how much harder it is for us to communicate with each other 
than it is for you who have only mountains and plains to cross. That's one reason why radio is so important to us. We have a national radio that broadcasts news of current events in the new national language and many other languages to our 80 million people. This is Sukarno, the leader of our revolution and our first president. Our national anthem, Indonesia Raya. We think of Sukarno the same as you think of George Washington. Our leaders value the ideas of liberty held by your great men, Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln. We erect monuments dedicated to the same ideals expressed in your constitution, freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, and freedom of worship. We believe in any God we want. Now that independence has come to us, we are also beginning to teach them the new. These children are growing into a world that is different from that which our old men have known. We plan to keep what was good in the old and find what is good in the new. For now, goodbye. I send you best wishes from your friends in Indonesia.